Hey. Lucky lucky listeners this week, they get two podcasts. One of just inane banter, and then the second one of Life of Hell Talk. That's right. We didn't even get to the Life of Hell Talk, but, uh, yeah. Fun banter there. Um, yeah. We should probably get to the Life of Hell. Yeah, we should definitely do that before our phones cut out some more. So, oh, yeah, what a great, great, great fantasy game. Refugees, Marinette, even I was dialed in last night. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I, I went to bed, well, I turned it on. I, I'm all excited, I was excited all day long, just getting that lead on, on Sunday after it was a, you know, very toppy turvy end of the Jets Patriots game for me because you know, I needed the, I wanted the Patriots to win so bad. Yeah, I wanted them to win with Gronkowski field goals, and all of a sudden, the Cheetos got, like, touchdowns coming in from Gronkowski, and he's going over 100 yards. You know, he was sitting perfectly at, like, 93 for the longest time, and and Fox kicking field goals from 55 yards, and just like, <laughs> oh, God, here we go. And then the uh, 4 o'clock game starts, and, you know, I got Ladarius Green going. There's a couple Cardinals left. And Green's like dropping pass after pass. And, uh, so you know, I'm like, guys, oh, now you get the 50 yards. And then he, I left the room for a minute. You get the touchdown. And I come back. So I'm thinking I'm, I might get it. And he just starts racking up two point conversions. So we, uh, go into the Monday night game. I'm up, what, five? I think it was up five. So I was like, oh, it's John Brown. Just I need to play. I need to play. So then finally, like seven o'clock, they announced he's playing him. Feel a little bit better. Finally, the game gets there after waiting all day, and Chris Johnson like runs for a touchdown within like the first ten minutes of the game. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Like, can't believe he didn't get cut by the refugees like three years ago. Wow. So I just you know I was like you know what forget it. <clears throat> I'm gonna go go to bed. So I go to bed early, and then I wake up at like one thirty. And it's just a touch new, this is just brown exclamation point. And like, my heart starts pounding, and I'm like, like, knowing you, it could have been a Jaron Brown touchdown. <laughs> I wouldn't be that mean. I would not be that mean. <laughs> I would open because I know, I know you would know that I was checking in the middle of the night. And if I could just check my thing without having to open it up, I'd feel better. So, but then there's nothing else from you, like, nothing Merriman win or anything. So I'm like, oh god, maybe you like, scored, and then Chris Johnson scored again, so I'm like, fire up my phone, get scrolling through, I'm like, all this oriented, I finally figure out what the heck happened, and then I, like, probably lay there awake for, like, the next two and a half hours, so like, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But I was I was pumped. That was a huge win. Huge win. Yeah. Ladarius Green has, like, saved the Merriman season, right? Oh, Yeah. Two, he had a yeah. touchdown last week, right, to beat the Beans. And then yeah. he had the touchdown this week, which was a difference. Oh, yeah, he's been playing great. Especially with, like, Stafford missed a couple wide-open TDs at the very end of his game in garbage time, which, you know, could have put it away. And, I mean, for Green just to come up huge at the, in that game, he could run those two-point conversion plays all day long and get a two-pointer every time. Yeah. But, yeah, that definitely, uh, it, it wouldn't have been the end of the world with either losing, but, right. 
it was good to knock off one of the big boys in the AFC, too. Yeah, that's, that's a huge win for you. Uh, I, I mean, your lineup wasn't that impressive. You had two bums in there at running back. Your receivers were Kendall Wright, who I think did get a touchdown, but still Kendall Wright. And yeah. uh, Demarius Thomas on bye, and Macklin got scratched at the very last minute. He was supposed to play, so... Yeah, yeah. Was, to get 56 points out of those guys is pretty impressive. So it's, uh, uh, I almost got me two. They end up at 49 yards. Yeah, I saw that. Um, okay, how, how did how did you even get Ladarius Green off me? Was he like some afterthought in the uh, one of the Michael Vick trades, or I can't no, remember what I gave up for him. He was part of that. Uh, he was part of the Derek Carr trade when you got Dwayne Allen. You basically traded the farm for Dwayne Allen. Uh, I want I want Green back over Dwayne Allen. The guy is not yeah. Uh, there's just something wrong with that Colts the offense in general. But yeah, I think you you gave up Carr, a first rounder, and Ladarius Green was a throw in, and I got I gave you a second rounder and Dwayne Allen. But at the time, we were pretty convinced Dwayne Allen was going to put you over the top, and Green was buried on the bench. So. Yeah, I mean, I like I like going out and he just underutilized by, by the Colts. Uh, just uh, frustrating. Uh, you know, you're not going to throw your tight end when you're down 21 points every week. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so Green's been great. Eric Hebron, he's been he's been a savior as well. He's been playing awesome this year. Yeah, he was playing really well in that Seahawks game, and then he got scared. And I think he just returned from that injury. But yeah, he looks he looks yeah. pretty good. So, um, I think the biggest story going around the league is uh, got to be the orangutans. I mean, holy smokes, four in a row, and they're dropping like 80 points a week. Wait, you don't want to talk Huskers football right now? Huskers football, um, no, I do not want to talk Huskers football. Huskers, you know, you keep the Dragons under 40, you, you need to... You need to capitalize on that, and they did not. We'll talk Huskers football later. Uh, get some, I want to pick your brain about that franchise. But, uh, yeah, the orangutans, man, the, the AFC uh, East is, is scary good right now. Um, yeah, Brian Tannehill is a real deal. Uh, John John's back in his race. And it's going to be, uh, they're all going to beat up on each other, too, because they got to play each other again. Yeah, the, uh, just, you know, the, refu- the refugees' loss is huge in that division as well, because one of the, the, the wild card's definitely coming out of that division. So, you know, for him to gain a game, game on the refugees before they get to the division play is huge. Yeah. Yeah, Tannehill had four TDs in the first quarter. And, you know, I, uh, Peter King wrote, I think the, uh, the four passes traveled a total of like 16 yards in the air or something. And he, he racked up like 240 yards passing on them. It's an insane number like that. Yeah, the Texans are so bad. They're just so bad. Uh, just, it's unbelievable how bad they are. And, uh, uh, I think the Jets do get to play them later this year. I think the Patriots play them, so uh, we'll get to lick our chops on them. But uh, to see that score with like 
40 whatever it was, 35 nothing or 42 nothing at 40, half. 41 at the half, 41 nothing at the half, and they were down, I think, 28 nothing to the Falcons before their bye at the half as well. So they have scored 59 to nothing in the first half of the last yeah. game. And, and then the week before that, they made Matt Hasselbeck look like, uh, you know, Dan Marino. It was just un- unbelievable, and they only kept that game close because of that Jalen Strong Hail Mary. But uh, uh, the Texans are just terrible, and uh, we got to, you know, we got to mention Arian Foster. Is this the end of the line for for our friend Mr. Glass? Boy, I'll tell you, I, a couple of years ago, and Ridley was playing good, and Cobb was. I offered Kevin Cobb and Ridley for Foster, and he wouldn't do it. And he eventually got a bunch of first rounders out of you. But uh, remember, he hemmed and hard, but he. Uh, I think he's done. I think I don't think he'll play anymore. He's always he's always in about more than football. I'm sure he saved some of his money, and you know why is he coming back to a franchise that's not very good? Like I think he'll hang it up. Yeah, um, I think he'll come back with another team in a limited capacity because he's still one hell of a player. Um, What's crazy is he never really took many hits. Like, the way he ran was he's always, you know, ran out of bounds somehow or just slipped by the big hit and just kind of went down. Like, yeah. He, just, he never took much punishment, but, God, he could not stay healthy. Yeah, I loved watching him run. He was just so unique. I, I don't like him as a person. I think he looks really smug out there and looks like he's just a terrible teammate, but I love watching him run. Um... But yeah, these injuries. I was, I was, I mean, he was playing well for a couple of weeks ago. I was probably going to put him out on the forum saying, Harry Foster's available, give me your best offer. And then, of course, he goes out and tears his Achilles and then getting texts from Mike calling him Mr. Glass, haha, Mr. Glass. So, uh, eh, Harry Foster. I look at uh, the pop quiz for you. Who were the, who did Kevin draft with the two? I, I traded the fourth and sixth pick. Overall in 2013 for Aaron Foster, oh, he took Who Monty Ball and uh, Monty Ball and Cordell Patterson. I bet. Close. He took Monty Ball and Tavon Austin. Okay, cool. Cordell Patterson must have been his own draft pick. So yeah, he it went about as well as the C.J. Anderson, Melvin Gordon, Kevin Coleman trifecta this year. Yeah, probably one worse because uh, I don't even know it, it, if those guys are still on his team, and it's only two seasons later. Yeah, no, he's cut all of them. They're all cut. Austin's a chicken. Patterson's still a free agent. And, uh, ball's not even in the NFL. Wow, that's see, I, I I stand by that Foster trade then. That the reason I I wouldn't have done that trade in normal years, but I was so unimpressed with the the draft that year that I was like, I'll take Aaron Foster. It's a sure thing. Coming off two hundred yards, two hundred points. I, I, uh, I also did not like that draft, but I didn't like it knowing that the year before, and that's why I traded for Kendall Wright from the Llamas. He gave up my first rounder, only he turned that first rounder into Levy and Bell. <laughs> yeah, there were there were some decent players to come out of that draft, Le'Veon Bell being one of them. So it wasn't a total loss, but... But Bell wasn't really expected to be much going in, either, though. He was, uh, he wasn't. I think it's, he's, it's been more of a surprise that he was good. Yeah. Todd Gurley continued to blowing it up. <laughs> oh, my God. How did I not give you my Citizen 13th pick for him? You know, he just 
all he had to do was play like in a preseason game, and yeah, I would have been all over that. Yeah, I just he just he just kicks the knife into each week and just twists it. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. He is going to be the next of the great line of running backs. You think back to Chris Holmes, Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, Adrian Peterson. I think he's the next back that's just going to be the top fantasy pick for like seven of the next ten years. And it's just going to be an incredible yeah, player. So we need to slow down the That's the only thing. Yeah. You look at that offense, and like, how does he get like two TDs a week? I mean, I know this was first TDs, but like, how's he running for 160 yards a week? In Foles isn't even getting like a touchdown in the game. Like, stop that guy! How like, how is everyone not stopping him? He's the only thing they have. I know. I I wish Carlos Hyde was Todd Gurley because he's the only thing the Forty Niners have, and let him just stop it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he can just run. Now, are the, Rams, are the Rams one of the teams moving to L.A.? Oh, boy, you know, I think it's hard, it's hard to say because, like, you know, the Rams owner owns the land. He's already got the thing designed, and he's going to pay for it himself, basically. So, like, and how's the NFL going to say no to that? I think the only thing that would hold them back is that St. Louis, the city's kind of come up with a decent plan to keep a team. And the NFL's never liked that the Rams owner owns, what, an NBA team or something. So they, they prefer their owners to own just an NFL team, and that is it. Right. So I think that might be the only thing that keeps him out of L.A., but I think the Rams are going back. Yeah, I mean, the NFL, because there's three teams fighting for two spots. It looks like the Chargers have one, and then the... The Raiders and the Rams are fighting for the other spot, so it should be. Should be you got to think that the Chargers stay in Southern California because that's where they are. Right. And Dean Spanos is very well respected around the league, and they're going to want to make him happy. So, and I just can't see the Raiders moving to St. Louis. So I, I think in the end, St. Louis loses his team, the Raiders stay put, and San Diego and. and the Rams moved to Los Angeles. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the Raiders have, I don't know if they're just toying with San Antonio, but they've been down on visit a few times. And uh, I just haven't moved out here, but I think it's just to make it. Harry Jones would never, ever let it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, I know he would never let a team go to Austin. San Antonio probably be the same thing, you know, further away, so... Um, I don't know. I'll get like, you know, there's plenty, there's plenty more U.S. Like, I think the U.S., you know, population-wise and cities, I think we could take you know, four or five teams, you know, because you've got cities like Austin, San Antonio, and, you know, L.A. doesn't have any and whatnot. It's just that there's not even 20 good quarterbacks in the NFL as it is. How are you going to, you know, can't get 32. How are you going to get, like, 36 or 40 if you, like, go to Europe and whatnot? Yeah, and then we've got the London Jaguars, who will probably be a team in the next five or six years, I would think. You know, the London Werewolves? Yeah, definitely the London Werewolves. Yeah. So, well, anyway, I was just, long story short, I was saying, Gurley in L.A., he'll be a superstar. Yeah. He'll be for a while. He's going to be great. Nice job, Aceto. 
Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about the uh, the beans. Are you worried? I'm a little bit worried about the beans. I know you can you can kind of afford to keep losing because your division is so bad. Like I don't know when team in your division is going to win a game again. But yeah, so I'm not. With the, I've lost back-to-back games since we last talked. One was a close one to you, Ladarius Green. Comes up with that touchdown. He's by what two or three. Oh, wind it back a little further. You're lucky wasn't three. Like looking back, remember how I panicked on Lambo and like picked up a kicker, then he got like no points, and Lambo at twelve, and I lost to the Beans by two. Yeah. If Lambo played then, he would be ranked in the top five for kickers. Like classic, just stay the course with your kicker. Yeah. 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 You're. I'm I'm worried about the beans personally. Why? There's, if I'm at if I'm healthy, if I can try out Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Jerry Barnridge, Julio Jones, Martellus Bennett, Brandon McManus, Dion Lewis, Carlos Hyde, and whatever quarterback you can find, I I think that's that that team wins that division easily. Oh yeah, I know. I'm not worried about you winning the division. I'm, I I feel like you need to keep it going. I I really feel like you need to buy. You really needed to win the buy. That's kind of slipping away. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, if I'm in the AFC, uh, the NFC East, I'm in dead last place. Uh, the NFC East, I'm going to go 0 for 4 against the NFC East. I might have already won one game. But I'm going to go 1-3 against the NFC East. Um, that division is way better than the NFC West. But I got games against the Chickens, Huskers, and the Between Brothers team coming up. I can, I think I can win those. I'll probably scrap out the win somewhere else and I get the eight wins and win the division. I don't have any plans that the Beans to win this year anyway. This is, this is all gravy. I'm playing with house money, get them in the playoffs. My goal on the first podcast was to get them to six wins. I said, I can do it. I can do it. And here I am. One win away from six. So I'm, I'm not discouraged by the two losses at all. Uh, I mean, they, they put up decent scores for my depleted lineups. I'm just discouraged at um, my injuries. Every week it's like I just want to put my best lineup out there without these injuries, and I'm having to start Kenny Stills and Robert Woods, Antonio Andrews and Zach Maddenberger, and it's just driving me crazy. It's just very frustrating. I'd rather lose with my best lineup than, you know, win with a depleted uh, junk would you uh, would you have wanted to start a Kirk Cousins? I don't know. I need to add it up. I'm not mad about that. That was my first wrong move with the Beans all year long. Like every other move I've made is been one hundred percent correct. Yeah. Let's see. Mettenberger at six and Kirk Cousins at twenty eight. So yes, you would have won. I would have won a lot. I'm not mad about that because I was. I never considered starting Cousins. It wasn't like. I was tossing up. I went out on the waiver wire that week to get Nedenberger with the full intention of starting him. Uh, yeah, but uh, Cousins was playing the Bucks. The Bucks are terrible. And Nedenberger was going to play Atlanta. Atlanta's a good team. Yeah, but sometimes good teams at home, you know, is garbage time points. Um, I want, the reason I don't, I mean, I, I watched the Jets Redskins a week before and Cousins just sucked. I was like, God, I can't yeah. start this guy. Because Marriott yeah. Comes back. Yeah, yeah, probably. The, I bet if you hadn't watched him play in person, you probably would have started him. Yeah, I would totally would have. 
But yeah. I watched him throw picks for Revis and whoever else, and just they couldn't do anything. And maybe I should have said, wow, the Jets just really have a really good defense and can shut down these mediocre quarterbacks. Um, so I wasn't too mad at that. I was like, shit, Cousins had 28 points. I never saw that coming. But Well, actually, you know what? You maybe would have solved the tie, except Woodhead went crazy. He got literally all of those yards and TDs in, like, the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I didn't watch any of this Raiders-Chargers game. I was kind of just worn out from the 9.30 games and the 1 o'clock games. Like, I had the Cowboys-Giants on in the background and the Raiders. And I couldn't even watch the Raiders and Chargers. I think it was blacked out on DirecTV. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, I tried to watch a little of it uh, to see Cooper, but um, I didn't watch any of it. I saw the score was really high. I was like, I wonder who's getting all those touchdowns. Completely forgot about Woodhead on the boys. And he got 16 points out of Danny friggin' Woodhead. I mean, jeez. If the boys drop like another game and it starts looking like a long shot to win the wild card, he needs to shift Danny Woodhead out while his value's at an all-time high here. Yeah, I hold Devontae Freeman to four freaking points and Danny Woodhead scores 16. Danny Woodhead, he's... (laughs) I was on the Jets practice squad, and then... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And Lamar, Lamar Miller had those 20 points in the first half. He didn't play yeah. in the second half. And you actually got, you got a zero on Eli Manning, so that was kind of unexpected. Yeah. Chris always... Well, I guess he chose the right quarterback. He chose the right quarterback this week, but he got, got yeah, zero. Money. Um... Uh, yeah, it was just a really fluky game. Uh, I just, I just want these guys to get healthy on the, on the beans, but we'll see. I love yeah, Gary. Of, it's funny every year everyone's always like, "Oh, there's so many injuries. There's just so many injuries." And you know, this year's no, it's no different than any other years. There's always a lot of injuries, but this year our waiver wire is just barren. Hey, I got Gary Barnridge. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's been a couple guys, but usually, week to week, you can, you might be able to find a guy that might give you two points, but, like, you're looking, there's just, there's just nothing, I don't see anything this week. I can't see anyone making a move. Other than unless someone needs a kicker. Yeah, I gotta get a kicker, but, uh, my, Where did you, uh, did you see the stuff on Diggs TV catch? I I wrote down I wrote down Stefan Diggs to talk about on our, our call today. I wrote his name down because hey, when we were texting two weeks ago, you said Diggs stuck at ninety two yards, and I was like, who who's he talking about Diggs? It must have been a iPhone autocorrection. <laughs> I I admittedly had no idea who Diggs was. I I didn't know who he was until I looked him up afterward on Roto World. Saw that he's a Vikings receiver. I'd never heard of him. And uh, he had a pretty good game there. And then I saw the touchdown catch this week. I'm like, how, how the hell does Steve know who these Thomas Rawls and Stephon, Stephon Diggs guys are? Did you, how did you get Diggs? Did you draft him or did you get him on the waiver? No, I, uh, when I traded a, uh, when I traded that kicker to Kurt a couple weeks ago, I had the free waiver, the uh, roster move. I picked up Diggs. Just, uh, I, I had room to take a flyer and there was nothing I liked, so, and, I don't know. I can't say he was something, but he's, I just took a flyer on him. 
and I, but I did know that um, during his pro day, Belichick went down in person to scout him. But I don't think, well, Belichick was kind of interested, but as usual, Belichick can't draft a receiver, so he didn't didn't take the guy and he probably should have. Pat could definitely use uh, some deep speed like that. Yeah, yeah that, that catch was awesome. Put the, and that put me ahead of the chickens for good right there. Poor chickens. Um, speaking of receivers, uh, Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar, just wh- what's going on with them? These guys are terrible. Oh, something getting going on Jordan Matthews. I went into, I was what? Going for 6-0 and last week in Estabrook's League. I got Bradford and Matthews left and down 22. That should be an easy win. And I already had Moncrief, Pepper, and Dalton had huge games on the bench. But still, it should be an easy win. And those two guys just went out and like had like four fumbles and interceptions. And it just, Bradford just throws ground balls to him. I don't, I don't know what the problem is there, but the, there's something wrong with the Eagles offense, that's for sure. Yeah. Those, uh, God, overpaid, overdrafted Jordan Matthews in every league this year, obviously in the West, though. Thinking he was going to have a breakout year, be a top five receiver, and he's been a bottom five receiver. He's been so bad. Uh, just killing me in my big money Austin league. Um, I had Matthews and Jarvis Landry, and like, I am going to roll some heads, and Matthews just sucked. Yeah, I've heard he's got a hand injury, but he's like not hitting no. anyone. So no, it's just that. But, but then I watch and Burford just bounces every ball to him. It's just the Eagles' offense is so out of sync. And I know inside it's driving Chip Kelly crazy. Like he's standing behind Bradford because you know if he pulls Bradford, that, that's it. He go back to him pretty much, right? You know, I think I think Mark Sanchez would do a better job. He had more interceptions, but he'd also move the offense a little better. Um, but he won't do that. Um, it's just the Eagles are. Ugh. Uh, really, I love some of these. The way some of these offenses practice, I mean, play, it just makes you wonder, like, if the limited practice time, the limited number of OTAs, is just starting to really affect the quality of the product on the field. Yeah. Um. I think my favorite receivers in the league right now are the two Jack receivers, Hearns and Robinson. Are they both, is it both Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson? Yep, yep, two Allens. I like those guys, and I love uh, Jarvis Landry on Miami. He is he is awesome. Uh, watch out for him on Thursday night, uh, but I like those guys. There's two young receivers right now. The TD Landry had the other day where he's like, you know, he went from line to sideline, and then also ran 50 yards down the field. It was incredible. And it made like 11 yards in the potential. Yeah, when when the Jets smoked the Dolphins in London a few weeks ago, he was the only Dolphin trying, Garvin Landry. He, he played really well. Uh, all, all those guys that came out of LSU were like, good, you know. It was what, Landry and Beckham and Hill and. Mettenberger was on that team. I think he's really good, but I think he could he could start for several teams in the NFL. Yeah. Did that team even win a national title? I don't think they did. No, no, they never won. No, those guys never won. It, yeah. Alabama was always the other team. It's hard to believe. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, so we got a few weeks here that was trade deadline. You think we'll see any any big trades go down? Well, some teams need need something at the for the special oh. here. Nick, I think Nick's ready to end the embargo earlier this week. He posted that Drew Brees is on the market. The greatest uh, garbage time quarterback in YFFL history is on the no, market. No, come on. What about Culpepper? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I, it's close. They're one, two. I think Brees will, when he's all said and done, I think Brees passes up. And I hate to admit that the way Andrew Luck's playing this year, he might, he might overtake the active garbage time passing yeah. Brees once Brees retires, but we'll wait is, on is that. Andrew, is Andrew Luck available? Because the Mallards want him. No, 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 no. I'm hanging on to Luck, but it's a little embarrassing right now when Luck's putting up 22 points all in garbage time. It's just like, oh, God, I don't like winning with garbage time points. I feel, I feel, uh, Criminal, like slimy, like a sleazeball, like uh, hey, they uh, they all count, all the points, no matter how you get them. I just, I'd rather just win fair and square. I don't like these garbage time points, like, but, um, but yeah, uh, Drew Brees on the market. What what team does he make the most most sense for? I don't think he makes sense for any team right now. The only team that's going to trade for him is a team that's got one quarterback. And the guy goes down with an injury. Yeah, he's he might have to wait for an injury. I think Mike, well, Romo is out, but Romo, Big Ben, one both went down, but they both been accounted for. Luck and Mariota went back down, but I'm I'm sticking with Mariota. I don't think trading for Breeze is the right move. No, no, it's not worth. And who knows what he's going to want in return too? So. You know, I don't know. There's, there's just no one makes like the teams that are contending right now. Well, they're contending because their quarterbacks are playing good. And yeah. The teams that aren't because it's their quarterbacks aren't, and and then those other teams that are in the middle of the road, I think they're all set. So yeah, it literally has to be one of the teams that just got one QB, and all of a sudden that guy's hurt, and they are. Screwed, and and they can't make a deal happen elsewhere. Yeah. Um, let's circle back to Huskers football. To what? To Huskers football. Oh, Huskers football. Huskers football. Yeah. Uh, where where does Kevin take this franchise? He's basically got nothing on his roster, maybe except for Josh Gordon and Latavius Murray. Uh, Russell Wilson, I don't know how his fantasy career is going to pan out. He's been a huge disappointment this year, Mr. Six Points. He's been like six points a game this year. It's, it's, it's bad in Huskers land. They might, if, if, you know, if they're not the worst team, they're the second worst team. Um, it's, it's really bad for, for our friend Kevin. And, uh, where does he go? What does he do from here? Oh. I don't know. It's it's it's. T- I don't know. I don't know because I almost feel like like I know. I think we're gonna see a lot of teams not trading because they're trying to hold on to their guys, trying to win the number one pick, which I think is kind of silly to think that way. Because I think I think it's gonna take a lot of luck to win the number one pick. I don't know if that's what they're gonna do. Like 
just a loaded team. You know, once in a while you have a loaded team stuck and then rip through things. But otherwise, I think it's just going to take a lot. So it, I don't think you guys need to hang on to guys trying to win that. But if I'm Kevin, you know, the only guys that have any value are guys that are so young that I probably hold on to them. Like, yeah, like Wilson, David Johnson, Latavius Murray, Randall Cobb, and Devontae Parker. Those are the only guys that are worth anything, and I'm I'm probably not giving up any of them unless unless I'm getting my two you know two good players back, you know. Yeah. Like if I could trade Cobb and get, I don't know. I guess I know my roster best, but like let's say I'm going to get back Diggs or. Something like that, or, or lock it. You know, one of these good young guys, and then a first rounder, or a, another quality player. Then maybe I think about it. But otherwise, I'm probably just right in it. Play out and uh, see what happens. You know, yeah. maybe maybe I'm Joe Flacco. That'd be about the only move he's got. Yeah, and he, to give him credit, he did offer me Flacco. In the draft, it's Flacco for a second, my second round pick. Um, and I would have, I might have done it if I had, if Gurley was healthy. If I took Gurley first overall, I might have done the Flacco trade so I at least had someone decent. Yeah. Those cousins. Uh, um, and he hasn't been terrible this year, uh, 16, 16, 6, 18, 16, 8, so. Yeah, no, it's not bad. It's not. It's not bad, but he's got a tough. I think one. those two guys both have the same bye week, so he, he might. He might send one of them. He might send Flacco out of town anyways, just to bring another quarterback back. Yeah, he. But long term, he's going to make a call on Wilson. I guess he rides out Wilson. Hopes he bounces back, but I don't know. Right, if I don't think Wilson's playing bad because he's bad. It is again O line plays terrible, and then. You don't have much for receivers. You know, they don't. Eventually, you're gonna say, "Hey, we're paying this guy eighty million dollars. We're gonna let, we're gonna win the game with him. We're not gonna, you know, they're gonna they're gonna tailor the offense more to him to throw it, just because that's what teams tend to do when you pay too a lot of money." So I'd probably hang on to Russell Wilson. Well, Huskers football always, always on the, always on the men. Yeah, but he's like, like he, like he and you are like the two best at turning around quick. Like he's gonna have this horrible year this year, and then next year you're gonna look and he's like competing for the division title. That's just what he does. Yeah, he's just so cool I guess, I guess that leads to my next question: Who gets back to the playoffs? First, the chickens or the huskers? I'm gonna go with the huskers. Yeah, um, I mean, I think the chickens still have a little bit more left on their roster, but I don't know. I just, I just think the huskers. Huskers going back first. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, that team's falling and. I don't think he's gonna hit. I mean, he's only six, and he's still got a half decent roster. Yeah, he, just, he hasn't hit rock bottom yet. Like he's, it might be next year 
Whereas I think the Huskers are, are going to bottom out this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Um, let's see. So we're, what, seven? We're halfway through the season, past the halfway point. Uh, yeah. I think we've got a large enough sample size of some of these rookies. Are you ready to make a call like, this guy's going to be a star, superstar, he's not going to pan out? Are you ready to make the call on some of these first-round draft picks yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, I'll throw some names at you. T.J. Yeldon. Uh, solid 50-point-a-year guy. You know, those are always good to have on your roster. Yeah. Might, might sprinkle in an 80 or two here and there, like over the course of his career. I think he'll probably be like, like a, probably like a Stephen Jackson. Yeah, Stephen with a little more TV. Jackson didn't have any TV for <laughs> the last six years of his career. I remember it vividly. Uh, I'm thinking like a D'Angelo Williams, where he might have just one crazy good year, but other than that, he's just pretty steady. Yeah. You know, 30 to 60 points. Um, I had to cut D'Angelo, by the way. End of an era. I had D'Angelo since 2006. I think we did a Hoosman's out of trade or something. End of an era. That's right, yeah. That's right. I traded you this pick that you took him with. Yep. Yeah. Sad to cut him, but I, I had a had a cut bait. I needed a wider receiver. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kevin Coleman. Too soon? Too soon. He would mean... You know, he outplayed Freeman in camp, was a starter, had two strong games to start, and then just got hurt. And then Freeman turned into O.J. Simpson. So, I think, I don't know. I, I think he's, I still think he's good enough to play. But yeah. I'm, not, I'm probably biased. Who knows? What's your thought? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll be good. Uh, could be like a Hill-Bernard situation in Cincinnati eventually. I think they're going to have to give him a shot here. Freeman's just getting too many touches. Uh, but I think they'll be good. I think so. Um, let's do another one of your guys. Uh, let's do the fourth overall pick, Melvin Gordon. I think... Boy. I think he'll turn into a 50-point-a-year guy. And I think he'll have one monster year at some point, but otherwise I think he's just going to kind of plot along. And never, I don't think he's ever going to get any touchdowns. Yeah, he's probably the one I'm most skeptical on now of uh, most of these running backs. Um, I don't know. I just... I don't know why they keep stress. I mean, maybe they have long-term plans for him, and they don't want to make him a full-down back, but I don't know. Yeah, it's like, why is he sending number 15? Why did you take him at 15 if you're not even going to use him and just get pissed at him for fumbling? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you let Rivers throw up all these lame ducks into the air. Yeah. Oh, let's see. CJ Anderson, I think we can almost rack him up as a bust. Amir Abdullah, just too many fumbles, right? I don't watch a lot of Lions this year because it's terrible. Uh, uh, too many fumbles. Interested to, see what, interested to see what happens now that they fired the offensive coordinator who was a very poor fit for Matt Stafford and company. And so, but I think Amir Abdullah has by far the hottest girlfriend of any of these first-round rookies. Oh, wow. I'll have to take a look. Yeah. Um, 
they've, they've got to get a bit of a touch in open space. Screen passes, swing passes, something. He seems like the next CJ Spiller. Yeah, he's got... Oh, boy, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> what about... Uh, what about James <laughs> Winston? I... I think you're looking at a, a Matt Stafford. I mean, I know I keep cycling these guys back to guy by his head, but he just seems like he's going to give you all this hope and promise and then crush you. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little more optimistic on Winston. I need to, the Buccaneers are just such a terrible franchise. Lovey Smith, uh, just, I feel bad for some of these guys that end in these situations, end up in these situations. Um, but I think it'll be all. I mean, just think about it. Like, you're taking from pools of thousands of players and thousands of coaches, and how can there not be 32 guys good enough to coach and 32 guys good enough to quarterback? Like, how can right. you not find 32 guys to, like, be good at this? Yeah, I'm, like, the sports guy, I'm even more baffled about kickers. How can there not be 32 good kickers in the world? There's so many soccer players. It's crazy. Yeah, I was, I was wondering, like, why isn't Landon Donovan trying out to, to like, to be a kicker? Yeah. Like, that's better to do. Like, the U.S. soccer team don't need you. And you're retired from MLS. Go kick. Go kick for the Steelers. Younger than us. Oh, yeah. He's probably 33. He could kick for five or six years. I mean, I don't know why they don't do that. Yeah, one more. All right. One more. One more. Yeah, one more. One more. Oh, do we do Matt Jones or Nelson Aguilar? I, I still have faith in Matt Jones. Uh, I know he, has like, he hasn't had a big week in a while, but um, I think he's a good running back. And uh, Nelson, I haven't seen enough of Nelson Aguilar. I watch a lot of Eagles teams. I, I want Chip, Chip Kelly to be good. But I just never, he's never there. I, I, it's like, He's, he's always on the field. He gets a ton of snaps. He just they just don't throw it to him. I don't know what's going on. Some of these wide receivers, like remember a few years ago, it would take a year. It would take at least a year, maybe two, for a rookie, rookie wide receiver to develop. Oh, it's called the third year wide receiver breakout. It's who you're targeted in your redraft league. Yeah, and then Asia Green came along, and I think Julio Jones and maybe one other receiver in that class and just blew it up. And ever since then, it just seems like some of these rookie wide receivers are are just yeah, it, it, it is weird because I remember we used to draft like everyone we draft in the first round. You had no intention of playing the first year. Like I remember I kept showing I made a fifth overall. It was just going to wait for Ricky Waters to retire. Like two years later, he retired and presto, he just got under him. Yeah. So like now you like draft a guy and you need you like you know, like he's got to do something year one to justify it. Yeah. Well, week eight can't wait. We got Big Ben coming back this week. Oh, so you're gonna start Big Ben over Stafford? Yeah, I mean, I think I think this year, I mean, I'm a little worried about rust, but you gotta think he's gonna be in a shootout with Cincinnati, and then Stafford's gonna go over to London, and then they're gonna start a new offense. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably go with Big Ben. I hope he's not resting. Yeah, I'd probably do that. 
interesting. What do you think I should do with Stafford? Like, so, Big Ben's like 33, 34. Stafford's still 27. Just hang up with him when Big Ben runs out of gas or? Oh, yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm keeping Stafford, um, just because I want to see what he can do with another coaching regime. So, uh, guys, I, I mean Caldwell, I don't know. I gotta see him with another coaching regime. If he still sucks with the next coaching regime, then maybe um, cut him big. I want I want Scotland to hand back. He's he's my boy. I mean, he led Culpepper to those big years. He led Stafford to his big years. Well, who's he coaching now? Romo? Romo's having big years. Give me Scott Linehan back. Scott Linehan as head coach or offensive coordinator? Just offensive coordinator. God, no. Like, what? Okay. As a head he coach, I hated him because he's the one that never let Stephen Jackson get the TV. Do you think Josh McDaniels will get another head coaching stint? Yes. So he, I think he's just waiting for the perfect opportunity because he knows he's only got one more shot, so he can't, he cannot have anything go wrong on the next shot. So it's going to either A, he's either been promised to be the Patriots head coach in like 10 years when Belichick retires. Yeah. Or B, he's just, or B, he's just waiting for the perfect, perfect situation. You know, you've got to have a franchise quarterback in place and, you know, XYZ. Yeah. I'm also wondering around the league if people are like, all right, these, these coaches under Belichick really aren't that great. It's really just all Belichick. Uh, cause so many of them flamed out Romeo Cornell and Charlie Weiss and Josh McDaniels um, and Eric Mangini, uh, probably a few others I can't remember. Uh, I'm just wondering. I think, I think Bill O'Brien's doing pretty good in tech. I mean, I don't really think it's his fault. I mean, he doesn't have much to work with. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, he fixed Penn State in, like, two minutes. He went up there and, like, got that all straightened out. Yeah, he, he could be a good coach. I don't know. No. Some of these coaches are put a lot of yelling and screaming on hard knocks. And then yeah. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel just never should have tied his feet to Tim Tebow. That was a mistake. So, yeah. And those guys that draft Tim Tebow. But then again, you know, if I'm an offensive coordinator and I'm with Belichick and I get the greatest quarterback of all time, why not just ride that out to the end? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get names and they get tied with those two guys forever. Just play it out until their careers are over and then move on. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Daniel Murphy just got a hit. I gotta get, I gotta get done in this game. Still one nothing, Kansas City, top of the four. Love to get. All right, well, enjoy your, uh, enjoy your World Series. Good luck to the Mets, and yeah. uh, good luck to the Beans this week. Yeah, go Beans. I need them. I got another breakfast. I got, I got another big Thursday night on hand. Uh, I got to play the Bear, and they got three Patriots going. So every, every Thursday night, I'm up, I'm up against it. <laughs> I hate when my guys are playing on Thursday night. I know. You, like, half the time, you just think the game's going to be a dot. It's like, I'm not going to get any points. It's just so hard to get into the Thursday night game. I, just, I don't know. I just can't get in. I got into the worst one of the year, the Colts-Texans, because I had like five guys going. Other than that. Yeah. 
Oh, it was so hard because you're so burned out after Sunday, Monday that you're like, oh my gosh, football's already here again. Yeah, I just, uh, but uh, I, I always watch the Patriots games. I, I hope they lose, so maybe they don't. <laughs> yeah. I think the Dolphins are going to give them a good game. That, that rejuvenated the Dolphins team definitely makes me nervous. Yeah. But, hey, well, so, what, what's, uh, what's Brody going to be for Halloween? Brody is going to be a shark. He's got a couple costumes. One's a skeleton little sweatshirt, sweatpants outfit that he wears right now. It's really cute. And then he's yeah. also got a shark outfit to match his personality. So, nice. He's, uh, he's, uh, at that really fun nine month stage right now, so uh, he's a lot of fun right now. Okay. Full of confidence. Hasn't taken any hard tumbles yet. Just wants to just crawl and move around as much as he can. That's a good first Halloween. Yeah, should be fun. All right. Well, All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.